I grew up as a mixed-race, mixed-culture child, my mother being a black female and my father a Native American. Traditionally, Natives are very in tuned with the spiritual world. My mom, not so much, mostly holding that good old Christian belief system and often referring to my dad's spiritualism as his crazy Native beliefs. However, I have always been connected to ghostly entities, and kept quiet for the most part, not wanting my mother to refer to me the same way. I often called the entities my guardians when I was a child, because whenever I did something stupid or unsafe, they, or some of them, would protect me. So, I literally grew up not fearing the supernatural. Now, so you can understand why I was so comfortable as a child, I'll elaborate a little on my interactions. I was a latchkey kid, so after school, I would walk home, lock myself into the house, and then went about my day, feeding myself, doing homework, and watching TV. It wasn't uncommon for an elderly woman's spirit to sit down on the couch with me until my nana, grandmother, got home from work. It wasn't until my teen years that I realized that the elderly woman was my great-grandmother, who had passed six years before my birth. Throughout my lifetime, I have interacted with many spirits, most stuck in a loop, a couple I could interact with, and one that still terrifies me to this day. I had just finished my senior year of high school and had applied to a local community college. I was one of those students who balanced between poor enough to file for financial aid, but wealthy enough that I didn't get much, not enough to pay for all of my classes and books. So, I started house-sitting our family and friends' animals to pay for the rest. My mother's previous boss was one of those people. She loved traveling, and would often do so two or three times a year for at least a month. She was retired at the time. She lived in a rural area, with one neighbor close enough to contact just in case of an emergency. I had been to the house twice before when I was a child— and both times, I was unsettled. My mother's boss, let's call her Amy, was a teenager during World War II, and was placed in danger because of her parents' open objection of Hitler, so they flew to America. She's a photographer in her spare time, she adores Mexico, and at the time was looking to move there. With that said, she had hundreds of masks hanging on her walls, all throughout the house, accompanied with photos she took of cemeteries and gravestones. For a couple of years, I experienced small things. Voices, dragging noises, periodically things would have been moved. Nothing too terrifying, but when I started dating an old friend, I had him staying with me just to have immediate backup if something were to happen. When this happened, I was 21. My boyfriend had expressed some discomfort in being in the house, especially at night, to which I told him about the multiple spirits I had encountered there. I mentioned that none of them have been hostile, and as long as we left them alone, they would leave us alone, with the exception of the screaming man. He liked to stand outside of the window and scream at around three in the morning, 
and I would simply ask him to be quiet. We were playing games on the second week of our stay when my SO had to use the bathroom. I opted to change into my jammies while he went off into the darkness, when he screamed very loudly. Now, my significant other isn't easily scared, but he hightailed it back to the living area. He said that the dark entity that often stood beside the homeowner's bedroom door, which happens to also be next to the hall that leads into the house from the cars, had turned to look at him. It paused before getting bigger and started running towards him. Very strange behavior for the being, but I had assumed that we had upset it, so I apologized for bothering it. From then on, my SO and I went to the bathroom together during the night. Fast forwarding to the last week, things had gotten a bit more tense. Each entity started getting more and more agitated, until it seemed like our nights were filled with activity, and our space seemed to shrink until it was the single bedroom. I kept my keys on the coffee table in the living room, my computer for school in the family room, and a few toiletries. Those objects would appear back in the bedroom, as if someone carelessly tossed them in. The spirits I had no problems with started running away or charging at me. Eventually, I took my SO home to see if things slowed down, and they didn't. By the time my two-month house-sitting job was done, I was exhausted and cranky. I left the house at 10 at night, being that the family would be back around at 4 in the morning, and during that long drive on the dirt road, a childlike figure slowly walked across. I paused, seeing the same dark shadow that guarded the entrance to the home, and I watched as it ran across the road, taking that child figure away. After a second, I continued on my way home, not wanting to slow to a stop or leave the vehicle to investigate. Four days afterwards, I was chilling at my house finishing up my finals. My grandmother, who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dog, were in the bedroom behind me. My grandfather was at his aunt's funeral in Bermuda, and my mom was in California for business. I say this because I need you to understand... I was essentially alone and the only one awake. The sound of someone dropping and dragging a large box echoed from down the hall. My grandparents have an end-suite bedroom. They had their own living room space where I was doing my homework, a bathroom, closet, and bedroom that hid behind a door, one that was closed. I paused in my essay, suddenly feeling a familiar unease that I associated at Amy's house. The dragging sounds never left what I assumed was my kitchen, and I by no means went to investigate. But I had never had a spirit follow me home, and that night, I didn't sleep, because that spirit did not wish me well. When I did come out in the morning, I found my house-sitting bag torn open, with all my house-sitting gear tossed about. It's safe to say that I never house-sat for Amy again, and I hadn't experienced anything outside of the norm of what goes on at my house since. But there have been points that I can feel the hairs on my arm raise, like I was being watched when I'm sitting at other houses. 
Okay, so this story's been creeping me out for a long time, and I think about it a lot. When I was about four years old, I had an encounter with what I, to this day, I have no idea if it was a ghost or something else. To give you guys an idea, my room was large with two doors in the left wall, one leading to the bathroom, that door being closest to the wall in the back, and one to a closet, that door being basically right next to the entrance. I was, for some reason, playing next to the bathroom door, and I remember that I knew for a fact that the bathroom door was locked. I remember that I was having fun until I saw it. The bathroom door opened slowly, as if someone was trying to peek through. That's where my memory's different. In one version of it, I remember seeing a woman walk out. A gorgeous woman that seemed to be in her early 20s. She had brown hair, and her outfits engraved in my memory. She was wearing a dress, like the dresses you imagine princesses or queens would wear. The dress was blue, but it faded to red and orange, ending in yellow. She walked up to me, and then kneeled next to me. I remember talking to her for a while and basically becoming friends with her. Keep in mind, I have just one sibling and he was 12 at the time. In the other version, a young boy that looked to be about 8 walked out. Same brown hair as the woman, a t-shirt whose colors were very similar to the woman's dress, except for the order. It was mostly red, fading to orange and yellow and then a bit of blue. He had white pants as well. In both versions of this memory, they talked to me and became my friends. I talked to them for a long time. Years, in fact. And I can even say that we had become close friends. My memory of everything that happened with them is the same. If I was, say, playing tag with the boy in one memory, I was playing tag with the woman in the alternate version of it. I remember a few arguments that I had with them, and in those memories they left for a week or so. But the memories with the woman were different. In those memories, she didn't leave because she was angry. She left because something important came up, and she told me so. But the boy left the same day as the woman did because he was angry, like a petty child. Another thing I find strange to this day, one day... I asked them what their names were, and I got two different answers. The woman said, I go by many names, Lily. In fact, the most common one I've been called is Caitlin, but you can call me whatever you want. On the other hand, the boy simply said, I don't have a name. In both versions, I wound up giving them a name, Panfleto. I'm Mexican, by the way. I don't know why I gave them that name. For one, it's a masculine word, and two, it's not even a name. My friends from school knew they existed, but I can't remember if they knew about the woman or the boy. I only remember telling them. We always joked that I had an invisible friend and even grew to want to know more about them, so I told them what I knew about Panfleto. After I told my friends, Panfleto left. They disappeared. Both of them. But the memories I have of it are different. 
in the memory where the woman left. We were talking and sitting down on the floor when she stood up. This is where the memory gets weird. When she stood up, she looked at me with a gentle smile on her face and said goodbye, and that we would never see each other again. She looked up at the sun, and I kid you not, she sprouted wings. She flew away, and that was the last time I saw her. The boy, on the other hand, just disappeared, poofed out of existence. I have another story, but it's about the imaginary friend I had after Panfleto disappeared. But I only wanted to share this story. I may share the other one, but only if enough people want me to. I swear on my life this isn't fake. It's a story of a memory that creeps me out to this day. Not knowing exactly what they were is what creeps me out the most. I may have even been calling a strange ghost a friend for two years. The OP left in a comment. The other story has been asked for, so here it is. About the same time, after Panfleto disappeared, a very similar event to the way that I met them happened. This time, my memory's not split, simply a bit fuzzy. I don't remember the exact details since the story didn't creep me out, but I'll try my best. Similarly to how I met Panfleto, these two people just appeared into my life one day. Literally. Another detail about my room, it had a balcony, and the only way to get there was through the glass door that was always locked. One day, I was playing alone, pretty much in the same spot I was when I met Panfleto, and when two girls, just about the boy Panfleto's age, pretty much walked through the glass doors. I, to this day, still see them. They follow me around everywhere. Now, they look about 15, but they're still the same. One of them, who introduced herself as Layla, had purple hair and eyes. The other, Kari, had green hair and eyes. I guess little me was a bit sad about Panfleto disappearing because I just openly accepted the fact that two possibly ghost girls walked through my balcony doors and became friends with them pretty fast. Now, I in all honesty don't know if Layla and Carrie count as ghosts, or another type of paranormal being, but they follow me everywhere. They talk to me, and sometimes I think they may have something to do with Panfleto. For one, just like Panfleto, they disappear whenever we have an argument, but they always say it's because something came up. They don't think I've seen this, but they, just like the woman, have flown away sometimes. They're strange, and sometimes I've heard them mention things that happened when Panfleto was still around, not to mention that they mention her. This story feels like less of a ghost story and more of a possibly messengers of the previous beings story. I'm occasionally inclined to believe that Panfleto wasn't even a ghost, but a god. Kind of like the Greek gods. Either that, or I read too many fantasy books. But this is because some events that I didn't mention could practically only be explained with that. But anyways, that was the other story.
The following is a short, yet detailed retelling of my first and so far only experience with a shadow person. I've always had beliefs in ghosts, spirits, and the paranormal, etc. My family has ingrained that into my core beliefs, and from half of what I've experienced, I don't doubt its validity. I have started to write horror, one of the genres I'm highly interested in, just not the ghost horror stuff because screw messing with that kind of stuff. Anyways, here's my story. It was about four years ago now, so I was working after everyone in the building had left. It was around 7 or 8 p.m. when it occurred. I was doing the most tedious part of my job at the end of the day. It was taking longer than I anticipated, but I was there for the long haul. While working, I was listening to a new podcast to replace the silence around the building. To give you a premise, my office had one solitary window and two doorways accessing the rooms attached to it. My office is the only one holding any light in the building, while the rest is covered in darkness. This all happened during a heavy rainstorm as well. I only had about half an hour of work left when I took a look at the doorway closest to me. I was about two meters away when through the windowed door, I saw a silhouette of a man. The silhouette was much darker than the darkness of the adjoining room behind it. Lights from my office were pouring out and could have illuminated the silhouette, letting me see their eyes, hair, skin, yet all of it remained dark. What the light did show me was the detail of a face, yet all of the details were completely dark. It looked 3D, yet the light could not expose any other details. Like a mannequin, yet pitch black doesn't do justice for what I saw. It was leaning right against the glass, causing a mist to form on the glass right beneath its nostrils, as if they were breathing against the window. The sweaty indentation of a forehead against the glass also formed. It just stared at me. I was terrified as hell, and I didn't know what to do. As far as I knew, there was no one left in the building except for me. If it was a co-worker, they would have turned on the lights to see, yet off the lights remained. It didn't feel normal. It felt very off. I finished my work quickly, and left work minutes later. On my way out, I noticed nothing else strange. Nothing out of place. No one hiding. No one stalking me. Just an uneasy feeling of being watched. The following day, I took a look at the detail at the glass of my office door. That face impression was still there. I even wiped away the condensation still lingering... I asked my co-workers, and they all told me that the building had a history of ghosts being seen and other paranormal things happening. It doesn't really get any creepier than that there. After work the following day, I looked it up and found out that what I witnessed was a shadow person. I still find it so fascinating and horrifying. I do admit, I may want to see something like that again, but... 
I don't want to do something to trigger that to happen. That was the scariest thing I've ever experienced. So far, at least. So, this actually happened to a co-worker of mine, but it's by far the creepiest thing that I've ever been semi-involved in in my entire life. And I've been waiting for the perfect moment slash time to share it. This was a few years ago now, but I work in a hospital, and there are privacy laws, so I just wanted to give it some time to be safe. So I had this co-worker... We'll call him Jack for the sake of this story, who I trained and worked with quite a lot. One day, I came to work. I think it actually may have been around the holidays, and he told me that he'd had a phone call that really creeped him out. We work in a call center, transferring patient and employee calls. He said a patient had called in the early hours of the morning, wanting to speak to the nurse in charge. As his protocol, Jack took the patient's name, doctor's name, and phone number. He then told the patient the nurse would call him back ASAP. The patient asked her to hurry, sounding in great distress, according to Jack, and insisted he was having cardiac arrest. We aren't allowed to give medical advice of any kind, but we are allowed to encourage patients in distress to call 911 or to go to the ER. So, Jack did so. But the guy insisted on waiting for the nurse. Jack put the guy on hold, not wanting to make him wait, and he called the nurse. While waiting for her to call back, the line dropped. When the nurse did call back, Jack gave her the info and moved on with his night. The nurse shortly called back to ask Jack to repeat the phone number. He did and she said it must be wrong, as she was getting one of those that number isn't assigned to anyone messages when she tried to call. She decided to look up the patient's file to confirm the number herself. Only problem is, the patient died over 20 years ago. The phone number, by the way, was correct, and Jack had checked it with the caller display while on the call, so it was definitely the number the patient called from despite the number being out of service and the patient being dead for over 20 years. To this day, we still don't know what happened or how that was even possible. So that was a collection of paranormal stories where my channel began... It's something I cannot get away from. <laughs> Not that I want to. I know you guys enjoy these paranormal stories. They don't do as good as the others, but in my opinion, they're always interesting to read, and I love narrating them, so hopefully some of you out there enjoy them. And if you do, fantastic. If not, eh, well, they're still going to happen. So if you did enjoy it, one more content like this, please do hit that like button. Also, subscribe to the channel with the bell icon next to it. You can also follow me on all my social media platforms, Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or support the channel over channel memberships or Patreon. All monetary support over those two platforms get early access to all of my content. And it's just awesome. Early access is amazing. You can't deny that. Anyway, 
I hope you all have a beautiful day. I hope I will see you on the next video. And I hope, um, I don't know, just that you're staying warm and safe and all that. So just know that I love you. You're all fantastic. And I'll see you next time. But until then, sleep well.